0: coming up in this episode. I remember I, I got to the third floor of this block and there was one more staircase. And I just thought, oh, I can't be bothered. Anyway, I went up there and I knocked on the door and this big guy was sitting there and didn't even look up. And he said, what do you want? And I said, look, I've got my own business. I'm young. I'm desperate, I need a chance. The Logistics Collective podcast is a series focused on the logistics industry, where there are many incredible stories to be told. We'll be speaking with those who've worked and are working within the industry today. What have been their experiences, good and bad, since joining, and would they recommend a career in the industry to others? Here's your host, Malcolm
1: Pope. Welcome to the fifth episode of Logistics Collective, the podcast, and this is a a slight departure from our previous podcasts in that I'm doing something for the first time. I'm actually interviewing somebody that I respect um, a great deal as a client. I had to finish that quickly because I've respected everybody that I've interviewed so far. This is somebody that has built and led uh, a business from small beginnings, moving furniture, all the way through to a bit of an e-commerce powerhouse Uh, has been doing it for a number of decades, an exceptionally uh, professional but most of all, decent, nice guy that has really created something that I think is a little bit different and interesting as a business. So with all of that aside, I would like to say and introduce you to Gary Reese, who is founder and managing director of Synergy Retail Support. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Malcolm. I'm well, thank you. So I'm going to ask you a first question. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh,
0: yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, hmm, very good question. I think that it would be that when I manifest something in my mind, um, more often than not, it will uh, come to fruition. Well,
1: you've not done too bad. You know, you've created a multi-million turnover business on the basis of that. No, uh,
0: but not always commercially, you know, in life for friends, uh, for other countries, you know, I think... I think that, that probably would be my superpower. <laughs> okay.
1: So I'm hearing a little bit of a Southern and a London accent, and I shan't hold that against you. Um, so your early beginnings were, where were you born?
0: I was born in London. Yeah. Um, grew up in London, uh, Spurs supporter, which I guess is important to uh, to get right out there. Fair, fair enough. And, <laughs> and um, we uh, started the business actually based in North London, um but for the last 16 17 years we've been based in Northampton which is a perfect location for our business
1: okay and so taking you back uh, when you were mm. a kid running around london and mm-hmm. saying up the stairs mm. and all of that
0: mm-hmm. um, what was your dream job that you maybe wanted when you were a kid um i i would say um i, w- I always wanted to do something creative like advertising actually um was really what I was interested in um, sort of formation of ideas and campaigns I'm just one of those people that have lots of ideas but sort of limited execution through my own abilities and through my team we do execute but independently I I think a lot of things but find it hard to execute them on my own
1: okay Mm -hmm. well we all need teams around us to make things happen we
0: absolutely do
1: so tell us a little
0: bit more about what you do, what you do
1: as a person and what you do as a business.
0: Well, as a person, um, I, I'm married. I have four children, quite old at uni and so on now. Um, keep fit, train hard, and uh, try and eat well. Uh, try and watch my kilos and just generally keep in good shape. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 60 this year, so um still... You know, fighting fighting the battle against age deterioration, but doing doing pretty well. And um, my general week is I'll be at our distribution center probably three 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 days a week, four days a week, and then the other day or two. I'm either working from home or out visiting clients. Um, since COVID, this whole <clears throat> working from home has just become much easier and very much actually a more productive day for me.
1: So, for the for the listener, Gary um, doesn't look any of his 60 years at all. Um, I'd take a guess at early 40s. So, you know, the hard work is doing him is is doing him an awful mm. lot of good. So. <laughs> Um, What was your first job? Actually, I
0: I left school very young. I had a bit of a sort of mixed upbringing childhood, and I left school about 14 uh, with no no qualifications. But my actual first job after my paper rounds was working for an estate agent as a junior, which lasted about six weeks, four weeks. Then I had uh, one other job before I started on my own, Um, which was a tremendous job actually, at at about 17 or 16 really. Um, I got a job selling encyclopedias door-to-door. I mean, obviously door-to-door selling doesn't even exist today as an industry, nor do encyclopedias probably in in paper form. And um, I realized that after about six, eight weeks, they made me a a, like a sales lead and I had my own minibus and about 10 people worked for me and and I was earning a lot of money. I mean, this was 40, 45. Yeah. Give or take 40 years ago. And I was earning maybe 1500 pounds a week. I mean, it was absolute fortune then. And, um, I got burnt out after a year, but I actually realized that, you know, whilst academically, I didn't achieve anything. I was creative. I effectively could get on with people and I was pretty good, I guess, at selling. Um, And that was the sort of segue for me to sort of find a way to be independent, to work for myself. And uh, my first job was um, my first job after the encyclopedias was working for a company that sold furniture. And then after about three months, I took over their van. Um, and then did their distribution. I don't drive myself because I'm partially sighted, but uh, I, earned, I earned a van out of that job and then gradually you know, built the business from there and um, got a few jobs doing furniture and one doing fashion. And then literally um, in those days, the whole of the West End, Great Portland Street, Margaret Street, Great Titchfield was all fashion houses. It's all digital now. And I just got cards printed and just knocked on doors and um, built the business up. And my biggest break actually was from selling encyclopedias, I always learned to be very thorough and it was always the one house with the big dog or the gate you couldn't open. You know, that was the opportunity. And I remember I, I got to the third floor of this block and there was one more staircase. And I just thought, oh, I can't be bothered anyway. I went up there and I knocked on the door and this big guy was sitting there and didn't even look up. And he said, what do you want? And I said, look, I've got my own business. I'm young, I'm desperate, I need a chance. And he, he was actually my first significant customer and he was a customer of mine for about 25 years. So um, yeah, that's how, uh, that's how it all started. I think there's something to be said mm. for knocking on
1: doors. Um, mm. I, I I actually think these days, in terms of the the digital information blizzard that mm. we have around us, actually, I mm. I, 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 I sort of sense um, you know, sometimes the point of difference is that you do bother yourself and get out mm. there and talk to people. Mm. I, think, yeah. I think that's important. Definitely. So what What does working in this logistics and supply chain industry
0: mean to you? Well it's an industry that i find very interesting you know i especially the e-commerce space because it's it's evolving every day and i would say in my business and myself particularly we are students of the industry we you know this whole it i think very much is just understanding the whole ecosystem that supports e-commerce uh, all of the IT, all of the platforms, all of the channels, and what our customers really need to sort of flourish. Um, and I personally find the constant evolution interesting, because there's always something new to learn and to try and be at the forefront of. Um, And general 3PL, as it was, you know, in the old day of warehouses and pallets and picking pallets and picking cases was fundamental and one of the channels we have to serve intellectually isn't Particularly stimulating because it's quite simple, and we can't add a great deal of value to that. Um, but I think logistics is 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 a very interesting field, and um, I find it very enjoyable. It allows me to have quite a lot of movement, um, meet a lot of people um, across lots of industries, and you know I find that quite stimulating.
1: So, who's inspired you the most in your career? Um, I don't
0: think I've, I can't honestly think of one person that's really inspired me. I mean, look, when I think I've met on my journey good people who have been very good influencers on me and shown me the right way and sort of held a beacon up of good behavior and good practice and to, you know trying to do the right thing i suppose as as a businessman um in the very early days you know richard branson was and maybe that you know because he was at the beginning of the digital journey of people i guess marketing themselves he, he was probably the first entrepreneur that really inspired me
1: okay well, i agree that i mean you you mm. You look from one base idea, and he's he's certainly leveraged the hell out of the Virgin brand, and done very and, and done really uh, very very well at it. I, what do you wish you would have known at the start of your career um, that you that you you now know? What, what what advice would you have given to the young Gary?
0: I think I think that's quite simple simple but hard to do retrospectively because what i didn't have was experience there but i would say is to get sage counsel from an older person and someone who can really help you recruit and onboard the right team around you to really be able to recognize what your limitations are at that point of at that point particular point in time and to fill those gaps in um I didn't do that and you know consequently you know did make mistakes along the way and i think i probably could have circumvented that that route with better advice earlier on or at least knowing to ask for it
1: (laughs) so thinking about that i mean everybody's Mm. career has low points and high points yeah C- could i explore what the high points are first cuz they're generally easier to talk about but would you be willing to share perhaps some of the challenges the most the most challenging things that you you've faced as well
0: yeah i mean high points for me actually are, are everyday now um, just in the sense of being independent having created a you know a nice small medium business where you know we have a really really genuine nice team spirit nice atmosphere good people on board but what i love is that my customers attest to our service and we actually give good service and i'm proud of myself proud of the team team for that and i find pleasure in that um really day after day especially you know because i'm a commercial guy i like winning new business you know that does give me satisfaction um I think the the low points um for me is in you know the last financial crash you know 12 15 years 12 13 years ago um we we did struggle you know at one particular point in time we were we were down to 70 pounds in the bank literally you know there was a whole cascade of events that happened around us that put us in a in a very very uh, tough position you know we were stuck in a lease in a building in the wrong place and we needed to manage to get up north and all of our clients all of our clients clients i.e the big retail giants that then were Arcadia and Debenhams and Tesco started going direct cutting out the manufacturers and our business was manufacturers and that was a very tough time but I'm just one of those people I never give up and for me as long as there's bubbles there's hope you know, it's as simple as that. And, you know, I forged on and we found a massive warehouse in Northampton. um, And um, we made the landlord an offer and the market was so desperate. Then the landlord accepted the offer. I mean, today, you know, even at that time, we wouldn't have probably been a good enough covenant for that building, but we did get the building and we did move up there. And then, you know, the last almost, you know 15 years we've sort of grown the business and become a you know an e-commerce fulfillment business you know predominantly
1: i mean i can attest to a number of things so i i'm continually fascinated by this industry and the people that i meet and i i have been so damn lucky to talk to uh, mm. Some of the best of the best, and I, I, I care less in terms of whether they've gone to a university or not. Yeah, the the view is that the industry is the best training in terms of people's minds that I could I could ever yeah. have thought of. Um, but you, know, the one thing I'd say. Um, What you said about having a good team—the key difference is that you are a great businessman, you're a great leader, and I visited down visited you down in your site in Northampton, and you've got this unique thing which is you understand every nook and cranny of your business. You, Mm. You you are in essence at its heartbeat. You're you're continuous. You're continuously there, and you don't get that in some of the larger businesses. You just don't, and I, I, I think I see the passion for you that you have for your customers, and um, you know all businesses have have low points, but in terms of what you're achieving and what your ambition is for the future, I think that's fantastic. Mm, thank I, you, thank you. So, thinking about the changing. Logistics industry, if we if we begin to think about going forward, because you've gone through one transition, which is, you know, in terms of retailers going direct, and then you've you've morphed and adapted your business into e-commerce, and you do a huge amount of added value things. It's not just mm. getting it to the customer. Um, there's a huge amount of added value that you that you perform uh, within your business. But thinking maybe over the next decade, what what do you think? the 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 new challenges are going to be
0: i i think right now um it's people and power um power i mean gas and electricity and the cost of and people uh, in terms of cost and availability um post brexit post covid and with the expansion of e-commerce um finding and attracting talent is a big problem um and i think it's a problem that certainly directing a business like ours in the next year to to try and be automated or as automated as possible um you know the you know with inflation you know inflation as it is and labor labor scarcity as it is i think automation um has to be as obvious as it is and with the huge capex to get into that world has has to be done i don't even think it's an option not to be as automated as possible now you know, if you want to stay in the game,
1: I think it's going to be a combination. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I, I've, sure. I, I've been um, a logistics buyer for more years than I care to say, and uh, yeah, you know, I can be the um, you know the, uh, the, the 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 little procurement devil that some people don't like. Yeah, um, but reality is, is that the market determines what is right and correct. Folks need to perhaps understand that there there is um, growth, uh, you know, inflationary growth and pressure within the industry, and frankly, you know, they're going to have to pay more. Um, but the other side of it is that, yeah, I agree in terms of automation, but it needs to be agile automation. And absolutely, I, I've lived through automation in terms of the non agile mm. stuff. What is available now is far more far more interesting and probably with a lower capital investment yeah. level than than, um, the, 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 than in times past. But mm. Mm. I also think it's about how do we actually make this industry more interesting uh, and more attractive to people that want to join. Yeah. And I, that's a challenge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is a challenge. I mean, in so many areas of the 3PL infrastructure, there's there's shortages of good people operational people, especially IT people. There's a massive shortage, you know, um, even someone that would have been just classed as a super user. Uh, if your audience, you know, maybe you want a, a super user, you know, for those that don't know, it's really just a, a, a relatively junior IT person that's just interrogating the system, for example, an inventory controller. This is not a developer, particularly in you know, are earning maybe three, four hundred pounds a day as a consultant. That's if you can even find them very, very, very um, tricky. And I think IT around logistics, if someone is that way inclined, is is a tremendous opportunity to earn disproportionate to that skill level. Um, But also finding operational people who are truly interested and look good operations is about having a creative mindset to especially in a multi-user site as we are um to think about to understand the best methodology and how you balance your labor across multiple clients with multiple sales channels and you know varying cutoff times but there certainly are a lot of opportunities in logistics today
1: and what are your ambitions for the future I mean you've kindly declared your age and you don't look it and I've said that already yeah is it a sense of you know you're you're slowing down and you're deciding okay I want to stop or do you do you have plans in the future what what, what are your plans in terms of your business
0: um I'm, I'm certainly not slowing down I think I'm probably speeding up our plans are within the very near horizon is to take on board PE investment um, and to grow the business, we're endeavoring early in the new year to take a brand new facility in Northampton within a year, put in automation and potentially you know areas of buy and build of the business. Um, and I think for the next you know three, four, five years, that's really, really what I I, I would like to do. My my, my my dream, Malcolm, is to have a, a highly automated e-commerce facility. It still gives our customers flexibility to use branded packaging materials as well, which is is a challenge with automation. But, you know, going back to your first question of, you know, manifesting things that, you know, you dream or think of. I've spent enough time on YouTube looking at all this amazing stuff and I actually want to go into the warehouse and be able to touch it and smell it and feel it. Uh, that's our dream really right now.
1: I mean, it's, it's interesting to say, well, okay, the jobs of the future, uh, within logistics. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got, you've got a fantastic hardworking team and there are a lot of people that work exceptionally hard within yeah. the industry. But the jobs of the future are all going to be about automation and tech and yep. really that sort of innovation piece. So it's going to be, um, a real change in terms of the brain power and the sort of people that are actually working in it in addition to, we're always going to need to have some folks that are you know, putting uh, hard work, um, you, know, you know, physically in, 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 into doing the task, you, you can't automate everything at this stage.
0: No, no, absolutely not. I mean, other areas that are going to really have to be covered by companies like us, and and really better than we're currently doing, is DNI diversity and inclusion. So, from a sort of people um, perspective, you know, this kind of whole uh, DNI area is it's a massive area and you know everyone needs to run fully inclusive businesses for everyone of everyone where everyone can just be themselves. So that is one area um, where we are going to have to build out further. And I think experts in in that area in logistics, I, I think is very important. I think logistics is quite behind on that. And I think another area um, is experts around sustainability working within clients. An area where we had a 360 and we were really quite good, um, quite good. Uh, an area we want to be better, but where an area... In the future, that our clients are going to hold us to much more exacting standards, and we're going to have to know what we do. And when we become automated, we're going to have to know what the impact of that um, is compared to doing something manually. So I, I think that is an, another area where people, you know, if there's young grads that want to specialise, I think that that is definitely an opportunity area
1: i mean with respect to diversity and inclusion it's just good business practice because if you don't have that what you actually get is you reduce the gene pool that you're that you're actually pulling from and yeah you know you to to to, to my mind it matters not in terms of uh, race religion sexuality gender identity don't care i absolutely do not care. I actually care about whether or not a person is honest, kind, truthful, and hard working and they're gonna be happy working. That's that for me is the key.
0: Yeah. Look, absolutely, you know, and I share exactly the same view, but it's getting that view shared amongst our six hundred and forty people, you know, where you know, we have a lot of Eastern Europeans um and the different religions you know half the countries have been at war with each other at different times you know it's just just trying to cascade down that that spirit of inclusion of belonging that and i think that is an area in logistics where you know companies can do better from what i've seen and including I, us
1: yeah mm. and I, I i think in all probability mm. it, it, it can um what's motivating your team right now what's what what's what what's the i I don't know the issue or the opportunity of the day that really is
0: focusing you and you i think what motivates them is just the spirit of what we're doing and i think the way i think the way that we work is you know we succeed together we fail together and if one of us makes a mistake does something wrong you know it is what it is no no one's hung out to dry we don't work that way so i think people can be kind of fairly free in the way that they work and think um i think the team really get great pleasure from our customers when you know they speak well of us we get nice references we get thank yous you know they that motivates them greatly and i think they like working for our company we I, I don't know in some ways i think we're a bit we're outliers a little bit we're in logistics we're sort of a small I don't know, maybe a medium, I don't know. I don't even know how you quantify it, but a medium sort of 3PL. But I think we are different. The the work and services we offer our clients is different. I think the way we work, they, everyone's just got a sense that we're outliers a bit, not meaning we're anything special, just meaning we're different and we're a bit of a band of brothers. And, you know, we all... What, I, what, I, you
1: what, I, what I'd say to you on that, Gary, is that... Um, what you're doing is, um, you, and what you've built, is mm. what an awful lot of the very, very large 3PLs are paying a huge amount of money to actually buy and put into their businesses. Yeah. So um, it, it might feel um, you know, it's an outlier and I never like disagreeing with you, but what I actually yeah. say is you're, you're actually not an outlier. You're now actually what the core of the industry is about. Cause it's, it's, yeah. a, cha- it's a changing, it's a changing market.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it, y- y- briefly in our business, I think, I think in, in, good business a successful business i think it's just the spirit of the business the pulse of the business it's it's kind of intangible but i believe that makes us a successful business uh, uh, and you know as a nicer place to work as, uh, as possible and you know i think in our little business I, I think we've got a good a good spirit
1: and you've also got an impressive client list as well we do so um, you know Don't 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 hide your light too far under a bushel. Yeah, Um, (laughs) no, we do. Yeah, you're you're dealing with some of the biggest, you know, the biggest and the best. There. So, what are you? What are you most proud
0: of? Really, I don't know, Malcolm. You know, it's a good question. I, I'm actually not a materialistic type person. Uh, I kind of view money as a barometer of success. You know that you've done well, but it's just a measure. I, you know. I'm just proud of what I've created and you know sometimes I just step back and I look at it and you know I hear my guys with clients and on teams and in meetings and I'm I'm more proud of them and the ones that I've really brought on and nurtured and developed and You know and i'm i get more pride from them like my children really and uh, i've got four children i'm very proud of them and i think that gives me the you know the greatest pleasure um i'm personally not that proud of anything i've done myself i'm just thankful that i've managed to be independent pretty much my whole working career and not work for anyone else
1: um, I, I i i think humility is one of the best qualities mm. of any entrepreneur and um i think it keeps you honest mm. because it's always saying well okay um i'm always thinking forward in terms of what is the best thing to do yeah I mean, do you do you have fun in your business do you is it is it something that's
0: you you still you have know, burn
1: for yeah
0: for? we do i mean we don't often you know kind of belly laugh to the point where you're going to you know what to yourself but um <laughs> we do on occasion but we do have fun and we have um we have a great um Thursday leadership meeting um where we get food in every Thursday and we meet from 12 till 2 and there's about 10 of us in that and that's a good meeting it's fun you know we all eat together every week it flushes out new things to work on um and i think that actually is 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 almost a highlight of the week for a lot of us because it actually blocks out time for us to be together do something constructive and um yeah, no. That, that's a, it's a very pressured environment, and now you know our clients want a lot from us, and we're in a very hard business. With you know, we're fighting problems on you know in multiple areas. But um, and when it's that busy, it's our place is often like a and e on a Saturday night. You know, it's a high volume operation. Um, but there, there are elements of fun. There are elements of kindness in the day, which I find you know satisfying.
1: So, um, question, taking Gary back to um, the early days, selling your encyclopedias mm-hmm. door-to-door, mm-hmm. and you, you you then obviously got opportunities, and we, we've all got, you know, if you like, individual choices that we, we make, and they lead us down certain paths, and... When you're younger, you know the opportunity is genuinely as close to infinite as if it's ever as, it, as it's ever going to be. Mm. But if if I could perhaps reset with you, is was there another occupation other than your own that you would have liked to have tried?
0: I I think something marketing, advertising. You know, I think we touched on touched on that in the beginning. I believe that's an area um, where I probably would have enjoyed. Um, I would have loved to have been a sportsman if I was good enough, um, but that's a, a dream. You know, it's factual that I wasn't. Um, but what, what, I think, what sport would it have been in? Or well, um, I was actually a, a swimmer when I was young. But over the years, I've done you know Ironman triathlon and many marathons, and you know all of that type of stuff. And you know I would have loved to have been at I was decent level, but I would love to have been a high level, but. I guess that's the case for everyone who participates in sport. but um, And I think um, if it paid the bills, you know, back, back in the early days, I would love to have been a coach or, a, you know, kind of personal trainer type role. Or, um, but, you know, I don't think that would have, you know, probably paid the bills as I needed then. And I think maybe more uh, in my twilight years, you know, I I would really love to go back to, you know, coaching and mentoring, you know, young people, or any people really. I think that's something I would be good at. I think it would give me a lot of pleasure. And I think maybe for some young, some people, I could be that influential person that maybe I didn't have or didn't look for, you know, back when I started.
1: So it leads me on to my next question, which is: if you could start a business tomorrow, what would that business be?
0: That's a really hard question, Malcolm. I don't, I don't, I don't really have, I don't really have a winning idea of what I would start. I think it's very, very hard to start now. It's very hard to come up with something creative. You know, I meet probably. 15 10 15 startups a week you know approach us and uh, you know in so many varying fields and i don't often come across one and think wow that's incredible that's an absolute winning idea i think the market is very saturated it's not to say that anyone shouldn't have a dream and follow it they absolutely should um but i'm not sure if I started and had to do something different to logistics what I would start today I, I I guess if if I genuinely was starting today i I think it would probably be some kind of life coaching business coaching mentoring executive you know coaching business because it's just what I know and what I can do and I think with my network I probably could get busy enough doing it, some type of consultancy. I mean, for sure, I couldn't do the type of consultancy that you do because I'm not detail and process orientated. As an independent, I I couldn't survive. But I think from a creative perspective or working adjunct someone like yourself, I probably would add value.
1: Uh, mm. For sure in terms of that. I, I, yeah. I, I think what is quite interesting, I mean, if I was looking um, and saying, well, where do I think the logistics industry should invest its time in? What should be the next mm. new thing? Uh, I, I think we need to create incubators and accelerators for new businesses because a lot of the time uh, in the past – and you know, retailers do some wonderful work and they, they have a place and high street retail still has a place mm. but now there is a way to circumvent that and go direct to consumer and I, if i was looking at the logistics industry now that's what i would do i would actually develop incubator platforms uh, to help people to actually get to market that's 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 where i would see but then yeah, I see dozens of things. And I, I love what you said about sustainability yeah. before, because um, I think we've got to change a lot of our systems. But that that's for another day. So look, in the last few minutes of this interview, I'd really like to focus on giving advice to people that might be considering uh, a career in logistics or supply chain. So mm. Do you think it's a good idea for people to consider logistics and supply chain um, as a top three career
0: choice? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's a very interesting career. I think there's so many different um, facets of logistics and supply chain. I mean, certainly speaking from downstream, i.e. when products landed in the UK, which is all I can speak to, you know, there's 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 jobs around data, there's jobs around inventory, there's jobs around IT, around operation, you know, finance, automation, um, facilities. That there are so many areas, and because there's scarcity of good talent, I believe that potential um, compensation packages are maybe even disproportionately high to other businesses. And I think logistics is quite a, I think it's a safe business. If someone's looking for a career, things are always gonna move. They always need to move. People are gonna buy whatever it is, wherever it's from. I mean, logistics is here. Um, So I believe actually uh, it's a good industry. And I think, you know, you can work if you like client side, uh, you can work in the 3PL side. You can work in logistics, for example, for an automation business. You know, logistics doesn't necessarily mean working in 3PL. It's all of the services and infrastructures and ecosystems that you know feed into the process of moving things. So, I I, I think it's a great industry,
1: and I I'd, I'd certainly support you in that. Um, you yeah, know, I feel it's like joining um, a family. Um, yeah, it, it's one of the most Connected, um, I guess, industry villages that are out there. Um, it, it, it is very, very supportive, or that, at least that's mm. my my view of it. And yeah, you, know, I, 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 I think it acquits itself well in that regard. But you know, he, here you go. Imagine meeting, you know, young Gary on the streets of London yeah. back in the day, and um, you know, there's the new modern version of you out there. Yeah, and they're saying really well what advice would you give to that young version of you and how if there was a, a passion for something you know, for, for a role in logistics and supply chain um, how would they find
0: out more well I I think if you've got a particular passion I think you know if your passion is IT for example you know if your passion is operations or people or You know, I would say, sit down with a a spreadsheet, you know, what are the, the areas, what is the area you're most interested in, you know, in your gut? What do you think? Maybe have a second choice, then I would potentially look on job boards if, you know, money is important as it, you know, is to people, you know, certain types of jobs. May require a similar skill input, but one particular area much might be much better paid um, i w- i w- I would read i'd spend a good bit of time on LinkedIn, join all the groups three p l and logistics supply chain logistics you know there's tens of groups i'd spend a month just reading stuff, just read as much as you can, looking on you know company websites, find out your field um of expertise and or of interest rather. And I think maybe if you're a grad, you know, try and get into a, a 3PL. And you know, if you're not a grad, that's absolutely fine. You know, maybe speculatively email 10 CEOs through LinkedIn like me and ask for a chance. Tell them what you're interested in. Say I'll come and work for a month. Can you put me in four different departments so I can get a feel? You know, just make contact. Um it's very easy to contact people nowadays and talk to them. And I, I think if you, you show initiative and you show, you contact people in, the right way with good energy, good spirit, humility. I think people will give 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 young people give anyone a chance.
1: Well, I think both of us have had experience. of yeah. Being given chances in our in absolutely a, in our career, and I think as an every day, I think yeah. it's. I think, as an industry, it's in, it is incredibly good at giving people a chance, and um, you know, those of us that have received chances, yeah, we we definitely have to grant them as well. Yeah. So, so look, Gary, um, thank you ever so much um, in terms of giving up. Well, I know the time that you have for what I know is a really really busy day. Pleasure. i I've been. Again, um, I continue to be fascinated in terms of uh, the progress that you have made. And I know that you're going to make as a business. And Mm -hmm. um, thank you. Thank you uh, for giving up so much of your time. Um, For those that are listening, um, please um, like, follow Uh, the Logistics Collective and we'll give you updates as to when um, new interviews are coming out and I've I've got a list of luminaries that um, in addition to Gary I'm not going to dim his light at all but I've got a list of luminaries that I'm going to be speaking to over the next few weeks and months and um, if you find this interesting please like and follow us and we'll give you an update when the next one is out so Gary thank you so much for your time again and and I'm, i wish you all the very best
0: malcolm thank you i thoroughly enjoyed it and if anyone out there wants half an hour of my time uh, to talk logistics please please reach out through malcolm
1: that's that's a really good offer um i'd advise anybody that's out there that wants to have a chat with gary do have it he's got a lot to say uh, that's good so thanks all the best thanks you can get
0: in contact by email podcast at logisticscollective.com or leave a voice message on our website logisticscollective.com The podcast is a production by LeGuru.